depression, anxiety, harmful thoughts. Who can you talk to about the issues that you feel you can't talk to anyone about? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. Want to figure out how to get the best heart health supplement in the world in your diet? Well, stick around. We're going to go ahead and talk about that later. But first, we have a very important topic today. And uh, to help join us to discuss said very important topic, I have a returning good friend slash guest, plus a new guest here joining us from the White Flag Project. We have Johnny McCoy and joining us, good friend Spike Cohen. Gentlemen, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for having us on, man. Awesome, Brian. Glad to be here. Gentlemen, see Spike again too. I know it, it's, yeah, it's cool. always a great day when we get have Spike Cohen on a, a program. Um, <laughs> but Johnny, Spike, you guys are here today to talk about uh, I think something that I almost said almost all of us. I think all of us, guaranteed, all of us have experienced at some point in our lives where whether it's anxiety, depression, family issues marital issues, relationship issues, uh, the death of a loved one, traumatic events. There are things that happen to us, and at moments, it feels like you're on an island. You can't talk about the issues, especially if they're very personal issues. You don't want to necessarily put your name to it, and all of a sudden, you find yourself on that island with your thoughts by yourself, and where that leads can go some very dark places, and yet, Johnny, you're joining us today with a, truly, I think, a, a revolutionary app that's going to help change the way that we we address these mental health issues, specifically from opening up avenues for folks to talk about these issues with other people completely anonymously. But before we get there, Johnny, Spike, uh, a jump ball. Where we want to start? Um, Spike, you want to reintroduce yourself? Johnny, you want to kind of dig through the, the White Flag Project? Where we want to go here to start off? Let's hear from Spike first. I mean, that's why we're all here, right? got American Let's Jew. Hear. Why not? Come on, Spike. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Spike Cohen, and I'm on a uh, perpetual quest to look more and more like Brian every time I'm on this show. Uh, <laughs> next time, uh, I will have my wireframe, but they didn't come in in time for this. I probably here. Let me put. I'll put on the backward hat this way. Hey, folks. There we go. Nice. Brian Nichols oh, here. Yeah, Good perfect. to see you. Good Where, to see where's everyone. Where's your magic Brian money Nichols tree here. shirt? Come on, Spike. My what? Magic money tree shirt. <laughs> I don't have okay, that. I'll, I'll I do send have you a one. Jewish space laser controller. Uh, oh, but that's, I, that's, that's a I don't, better. That's, I've seen that. It's a I've kind of money tree. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, people know who I am. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm here to um, uh, hang out with my friend Brian and Johnny. But I, it is very important to talk about this this app. And, uh, and I, I think more than anything, I really would like to give Johnny a chance to talk about who he is, what he's doing, and, and, and what we're here for with White Flag. Well, I appreciate it, Spike. As always, you know, and I met, for those of you who don't know, my name is Johnny McCoy, and I'm the CEO and founder of White Flag, which we'll talk about here in a second. But it's basically a revolutionary new platform for people to find and connect with other individuals who are going through the same issues, struggles, challenges as they are, whether it's somebody who's going through it right now and you guys can just support each other through it, or it's somebody who's five years removed from you know, some sort of event that they went through or, or, or you know, some a, a depression that they couldn't get over. And now they're use, using their um, journey to, to heal and help other people on our platform anonymously. And of course, it's for free as well. But um, yeah, you know, it's funny you, you say that everybody goes through it and everybody's experienced it, all this other good stuff. But I didn't I didn't believe in mental health whenever I, you know, whenever I was growing up. I know my father didn't. My father um, you know, he was an old, uh, he worked on a cornfield and tobacco farm growing up. You know, his dad, my grandfather was a mail carrier, very simple folks out in the middle of Macby, South Carolina. Um, and my dad, uh, was going to visit my great grandfather. And, um, you know, this was before phones and electricity out there in the early fifties, late forties. And he found my, my great grandfather in bed, uh, with a gun in his mouth and he had taken his life. Uh, he had ended his pain and my dad was, uh, 12 when it happened. So he stayed in that room for uh, seven hours with the dead body waiting on school to start the next day. And he walked to school and he came home from football practice. And he told my grandma and she looked at him and said, whatever you do, don't tell anybody. And so it was a heart attack. They had a closed casket. It was a heart attack. And 
um, right up into the point where, um, you know, my dad married my mom and, and, uh, and never got any healing for what he went through. My mom from Vincent's Indiana and she was molested. Um, and so the two people who were mentally ill had got together and they had mentally ill children. Um, I was born with generalized anxiety disorder and a bunch of other things. I was having panic attacks by the time I was five years old. Nobody called it panic. They just said I had a nervous stomach back then. Nervous is what I was always called. Yeah. And then one day I was walking home from missing baseball practice to hang out with a buddy of mine. I was 10 and I was, I, when, we, when we came around the corner of the old dirt road, I'm pushing my bike and I'm watching my dad uh, get placed in the back of a police car. He had uh, hit my mom in the face with a bottle and, um, and, uh, you know, that was the, the really, the, the beginning of the bomb going off in my mental health journey. And, uh, and that was the first time I'd ever heard the word attorney. My dad said, have your mom call my attorney. And I'm thinking, well, if this strong guy's, you know, that's what he needs as a lawyer. Maybe, you know, I should think about becoming one one day so that I don't have to call somebody. It would just be me. And of course my mom becomes an alcoholic and an addict and she abuses me. Tells me when I'm a little boy, I was, but from the time I was 12 to 17, I was ugly and terrible and nobody loves me and all this other stuff. She goes to rehab and um, I go off to law school. And uh, I, that's a longer story for another day. But, um, you know, I thought that I could, you know, go to law school and protect myself and the people around me. And then I get into law school and I start hearing about all this, you know, this big business stuff. So I become an insurance defense lawyer. And I thought that was like the coolest thing. And, you know, I, I, I lived in my ivory tower and didn't know what was going on in the real justice system until October 17th of 2009. I uh, went to pick up some friends from a, from a bar who were in town for a wedding. And um, I witnessed one of my buddies who was a prosecutor at the time. I was practicing insurance defense. He was a prosecutor at the time and he was um, he was being tackled by three police officers. So I approached and you can watch the video online. Uh, I approached with my hands up. And, um, and I simply asked, where are you, where, where are you taking him to the county jail in Alvin Glen or the city jail where I can just go bond him out? And they didn't like that. They didn't like that. I even spoke to them. They didn't like that. I was asking questions. And so they arrested me right then and there for asking questions. And when we got in the back of the police car, I'm yelling at my friend, I'm going, what the hell did you do? Like spit on him, like beat him. And, you know, I, I it wasn't until later that I realized that he was, texting on his phone 80 feet away from the entrance to the bar. They arrested him for trespassing and I was arrested for hindering. Well, when we got to the jail, they asked, uh, they asked us what we did for a living. And we said, again, I told you we're lawyers and they didn't like that answer. And, um, you know, I was only, this was 15 years ago. So I was, you know, a younger guy and I guess they didn't believe me. So to teach us a lesson for saying we were lawyers and, you know, challenging them in any way they didn't turn our paperwork in on time and when that happens in the state of south carolina you can be held for 72 hours in jail with no bond hearing and um we got shifted to general population over the weekend and i witnessed somebody commit suicide I, they took their life and ended their pain in front of me i don't like using the terminology commit suicide but that's the common nomenclature and he hung himself and um i remember thinking that it's so bad in here. And I looked at my friend who was there with me, thank God, or unfortunately, however you want to look at it. And I remember looking at my friend and going, it's so bad in here, that guy just killed himself. And that was the beginning of the end for me. Um, you know, I went into shock. Um, a legislator called a judge who came down and got us out. And so began my slow, painful walk through severe mental illness. Um, we got out, I went to the courthouse three days later and I was in shock. I'd already been diagnosed with PTSD. I already went to a doctor. I had to go to the hospital and get the right medication. So I go into court on the first day that's on the ticket. And I remember I went in there and I, I was like, I've never been in criminal court before. I have no clue what I'm doing. I brought these lawyers with me who were friends. And I see my lawyer walk up to the three police officers who were standing there getting ready to do whatever they're doing. And I could just tell. They looked at him and they were like, and then I saw the, the female officer go like this. And I could have written suicide letter that night. They, they basically deleted their dash cams and their body cam videos. And they said, instead of asking questions, which is totally legal, when they found out we witnessed the suicide, they doctored the incident report to say, I grabbed the officer and pulled her off of the guy. And so I'll never forget um, 
we were leaving the court that day and they were smirking at me. And my lawyer said, I, I told them that, you know, this was the first we'd heard of anybody grabbing anything. Nobody mentioned that. And they looked right at him in his face and said, prove it. So I went to get my hair cut at a place. I'd been to school there for eight years in the same city. I went, to, I graduated and worked in the same city, Columbia, South Carolina. And this girl's cutting my, this young lady's cutting my hair. And I'm, I'm, I'm quitting my job. I'm moving home to be with all these toxic people because that's what you do when you're, you know, when you're mentally ill is you go to what's comfortable. So she's cutting my hair and I told her I'm moving home. I quit my job, making all this money. And she starts tearing up and she goes, you know, there's a surveillance video, right? And I'll never forget, man. I, I didn't even finish my haircut. I went to my old office. I typed up a spoilation of evidence letter and I drove right back down because all, all these were the, the strip mall, the, the haircut place and the bar, they were all right there with, with each other. And I, I walked up to the owner of the bar who was leaving. He was locking the door to go to the Phillies World Series. And I handed him the letter and I said, you know, um, you need to hand me the video. And long story short, they end up giving me the video and it was like Spielberg shot. I mean, it was perfect angle. It showed I never brought my hands down, never. The guy was texting and they walked up and tripped him and ripped his shirt. And like, I mean, it was, it was a bad video. And so, um, I thought that, that the prosecutors and the police would do the right thing. And so did the media. They were all over them. The mayor ended up stepping down. The FBI got involved and all this other good stuff, but they did the opposite. They turned up the heat. I mean, I was followed. I was threatened. Um, they said that they were going to up my charges from interfering with an arrest to assault. And then, quote, we're going to put him back in the same cell. And so I started practicing criminal law and learning how I could defend myself if this ever happens again. I mean, shit, I went to law school to try to be this person. And I, you know, I got tangled up with, you know, the, the big dollars in the insurance defense. And so I became a criminal defense lawyer. And I started winning case after case after case after case because I was the only one in South Carolina to call the cops out. Everybody's like, well, we got to work with them on many, many cases and they're not going to give us deals. And I'm like, I can't stop. I can't stop going at them as hard as I possibly can. And the jury couldn't stop overturning and finding them not guilty. And eventually my reputation caught up to me and I got a, uh, I got a case, um, for a, in a civil rights case. My client was shot at 29 times, hit nine times over a hundred dollars worth of marijuana. True story in his house. Um, and, uh, the, the way that they found out that he was selling marijuana and only marijuana was they pulled over a hundred percent, uh, mentally disabled veteran, an African-American female who had just gotten back from military service. They found a, uh, ash in her cup holder and they said well, that's marijuana and we want to know where you got it or we're taking your military benefits we're going to arrest you they're going to take your benefits so they put this young lady mentally ill in video equipment and send her to my client julian betton b-e-t-t-o-n's house and give her a hundred dollars and he's literally like well i usually just give it to you like what, what are you doing here like you can tell that this is not a normal occurrence and Ten days later, or approximately that, um, fourteen uh, uh, plainclothes police officers, backwards hat, bakevas, jeans, no police insignia. They arrived at his house in an unmarked car. They um, put his neighbor on the ground at AR-15 point, they, and they hit the door without knocking or announcing. And the first guy in fell, and when he fell, he's just unloaded on the ceiling all the way down to the floor. And the second two came in, and they blasted Julian twenty-nine times hit him nine times, including shots that were straight down. And guess what? Every single one of them turned off the body cams as they approached the house. And of course. Every single, and every single one of them turned it on when they were rendering eight. So they thought this guy was going to die for sure. I mean, they were high-fiving their videos online. They're high-fiving and all this other stuff. Well, guess what? Julian got robbed a couple of uh, months before, and so he put a surveillance video on his front porch. Here we go again. That video is unbelievable. The Julian Benton, 12 seconds from the time they get there to, to shoot him is unreal. Well, I get a call from a friend and he's like, my buddy who mixes music and, you know, just plays video games and smokes weed. He just woke up from a six week coma and they're trying to tell him that his mom can't see him. So I rush over to the hospital and they threaten me with arrest for trespassing and all of a sudden I knew. I'm like, okay, well, I, I didn't think this was a big case. I thought this was just a guy who shot at the police. That's what they claim. 
when I found out that they were, you know, being crazy at the hospital and threatening me with trespassing, I knew something was up. So by the time I get up to his room, I get a judge to fax over a, uh, an order telling me I'm allowed up in his room. They're pulling out camera equipment. When he was waking up, they were telling him, you shot the police. You're a bad guy. You can't believe you. Why'd you shoot the police? And he's like, he's got a trait tube in. Can't even talk. And so that was the moment that I said, no matter what happens, these guys will spend more time in jail than you ever will. And, uh, I got his gun tested. It hadn't been fired. It was fully loaded and wow. there was no missing bullets out of it, um, which he was legal to have in the house. They didn't arrest him for any you know, gun issues. He never pulled it, never fired it, never any of that crazy stuff on him. And, um, and uh, it was on. I mean, we spent five years in that case litigating it and going through it. And in 2020, we settled for $11.25 million. Wow. And not a single police officer even got a day off. They didn't even have to go into the coffee machine and clean it out. They didn't have to get, you know, reprogrammed on what to do and knocking and announcing, which they said they, that literally in the deposition, we don't have to knock, we don't have to announce, this isn't the rules. I mean, it was unbelievable what I witnessed in this. And all the while I'm being triggered over and over and right. over again. And so during that process in 2018, two years before we settled, I attempted suicide. I was on six milligrams of Xanax. I was being triggered by my criminal cases. I was being triggered, triggered by Julian's case and all my civil rights stuff. And I was in so much pain and I couldn't talk about it. Like you just said, like, who am I going to talk to about this stuff? I'm trying cases and winning them because mental health doesn't make you less of a professional and less good at your job. No. And so like, who the fuck was going to believe, who was going to believe me that I had these issues and who was really going to care? And by the way, in South Carolina, who, you know, who can I relate to about right. this stuff? You know, uh, false arrest and PTSD. No, nobody's going to talk to me about it. And so when I got into my PTSD treatment facility in 2018 in Ocala, Florida, they put me in a in a house with three other people with PTSD. And that was where I learned, oh, my God, I'm getting better because they're telling me about how they're handling PTSD. They're telling me about what PTSD and nightmares are like for them. And it was making me feel like I wasn't alone and you know, the cliche yeah. and all this other stuff. And slowly but surely, I started to feel better. It was crazy. I had a therapist and I was on medication, but the peer support was what really, really showed me that, you know, you can you can fully recover from this and live a normal life, you know, if you find the right way and the right people that can hear what you're afraid to talk about. And so I came yeah. home, I started peer support groups in, in my hometown because there were none. COVID hit. And we had to shut the peer support groups down. And so I was like, well, rather than take this online, let's just make an app. And so we made an app where you can instantly and anonymously connect with somebody else who's going the same, through the same issues, struggles, and challenges as you are. You can either fill out your profile, put for me PTSD, generalized anxiety disorder, depression, overcoming Xanax, coping with marijuana. You can put all that, boom, shoot it out there, and your mental health twin will respond. <laughs> somebody who's gone through the same things as you, who understands your unique position that you're in. And it has, I use it just as much as anybody else. We've got 110,000 people on there right now. It's free. We've had a million messages exchanged in just the last couple. Of, I mean, it's only been 18 months. This thing is viral. Wow. And that's, you know, we got spike involved. We've got other you know big hitters involved. And, yeah. you know, for me, um, obviously, you know, I, I, I relate to you, Brian and and spike in the liberty movement but really so does white flag i mean we we don't require you to train there's nobody coaching you on how to talk to somebody we're the only app out there that does it this way and um and it's because i understand that number one i understand liability and there's nothing against the law about just letting people help each other and heal each other yeah yeah. And, you know, it's been the government and, you know, corporate that's gotten involved and said, no, 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 you need to pay to train. You need to, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't just let people. Insurance you know, coding and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Right. We can't yeah. just let people be there for each other. And what we've proven is that is the opposite. Hmm. Like NA, like AA, like support groups online and Facebook and other stuff. It's totally not only not harmful, but the clinical studies show that peer support uh, when done right in an unsafe environment, which we have on, on white flag, as long as it's authentic, mm. as long as you're not being told what to say, which is what all the other platforms out there do. They're afraid to let people who are struggling connect with each other because the stigma says, oh, no, we can't let crazy people talk to each other. Well, that, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's how me and my, my wife has PTSD. What are you going to come here and train her how to talk to me at night? You know, and um, 
And so the magic of White Flag, you know, has really not been a secret to me. It's just let people connect and get the hell out of the way. Let them find yep. each other and get out of the way. And for some reason, all of, you know, venture capital and big, big corporate America, they kind of go, where, where, you know, we're just going to let two people just talk to each other about mental health, <laughs> about mental illness on the internet. Yeah. You know, and I'm going, and I'm going our, on Facebook, a 72 year old pedophile can get out of prison and message a 15 year old and nobody's yep. monitoring that. But because Facebook doesn't say we're talking about mental health, everybody goes, Oh, that's okay. Then yep. the only difference between us and these other social networks is we openly say, come here and deal with your mental health stuff. And that the wording mental health just freaks people out. And that's why we're out in the front. That's why we're the, you know, growing at the rate that we're growing. And we have yeah. you know, partnerships with the Cleveland Clinic, partnerships with Miss USA. And I was a judge for Miss USA in Louisiana because they wanted the, 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 the people who were participating to talk about mental health issues because Chesley Christ, who was Miss USA in 2021, jumped off the 29th floor of a New York City high rise six months after she gave up her crown. And so, you know, it's everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're a beauty pageant winner. It doesn't matter if you're a civil rights lawyer who's on TV. It doesn't matter if you're Spike Cohen and Love By All. It can come for anyone and everyone at any time. And White Flag will always be there. If you say right now, I don't need it, that's fine. Download the app now. And then if you do need it or you do need somebody to talk to, you'll have somebody. Or your daughter or your wife or those people who you're like, I just don't know why she won't talk to me. It's because they don't think you'll understand the madness that they see yep. as a movie in their head. They can't even describe it to you. So do them a favor, do yourself a favor and point them to a place where they can find people who can understand what they're trying to say, but they can't. Mm-hmm. And that's on the yeah. white flag app right now. Wow. Okay. So yeah. really quick spike. Um, I don't know if you're hearing this. Of course you're hearing this. You're involved with white flag. The, the similarities between what Johnny just outlined here with white flag and frankly what you're doing and what we in the greater liberty movement are doing with what you know you are the power helping decentralize these approaches to dealing yep. with issues and and really empowering not just the individual yeah. but empowering communities and, and Johnny mm-hmm. are, he mentioned this and, and Spike I'd love for you to maybe dig a little bit more on this of how yeah. when you when you get outside of the mentality of I'm by myself and actually embrace the idea that there are others out there like you dare i say in a type of community that you can communicate with and talk about your issues but also to now put that that you know anonymity in the in the way so you feel yep. that you're able to protect your identity and frankly the issues yep. that you're dealing with i mean this is i think in essence one of the best decentralized democratized approaches to dealing with mental health that i've really ever seen Hey, folks, we're going to go ahead and uh, quickly cut away from our conversation with Spike and Johnny and go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, which just happens to be our studio sponsor, Cardio Miracle. Now, folks, if you are ready to supercharge your heart health and energy levels, look no further than Cardio Miracle. This unique natural supplement contains a special blend of ingredients that works to help increase nitric oxide levels in your system. Oh, but Brian, why is nitric oxide important? Well, here's why. Because nitric oxide is vital for promoting healthy circulation and protecting your heart. Higher nitric oxide relaxes and opens up blood vessels, leading to improved blood flow, lower blood pressure, reduced inflammation, and oh, by the way, gentlemen, improved sexual health. So yeah, the benefits are in fact clear. Enhanced delivery of oxygen and nutrients throughout your entire body. Wink, wink. What does that mean? It means more energy, less fatigue, and of course, optimal heart function. Cardio Miracle also ensures better sleep quality and protects your heart from damage, meaning you can finally wake up feeling truly refreshed and powered to take on anything. So if you want to experience the Cardio Miracle difference for yourself, visit CardioMiracle.com today and use code TBNS to get 15% off your order. Join the tens of thousands of folks out there who are on a path to improve heart health and increased energy. Use code TBNS for 15% off your order at CardioMiracle.com. Your heart will thank you. And yes, you can go ahead and take part in the finest heart and health supplement in the world. 15% off, 52 ingredients, all in one drink. And oh, by the way, did I mention there's a money back guarantee? So you quite literally have nothing to lose. Uh, Use code TBNS at checkout. CardioMiracle.com. 
Use your code today. Yep. Yeah, there are three main reasons that I'm involved in this. Number one, it's because Johnny's a dear friend. Anything he's doing, I'm behind him 100%. Uh, the second reason is exactly what you just outlined. His reason, Johnny's reason, and the people that started this, their reason for doing White Flag is essentially a, a the exact same reason I started You Are the Power. People feel powerless and they feel hopeless because they feel powerless. They feel like there's this monolithic system that there's nothing they can do about, and so they just figure out how to try to live with it within that that flawed understanding. What White Flag does is says, no, you don't need the multi-billion dollar medical mental health industrial complex if you don't need it or aren't ready for it. We're not saying don't get a therapist or don't take medications if you're prescribed them or anything like that. That can be helpful, but you don't only need that. Right. And if that's not serving you especially, it's not the only way to do this. And the, that goes to the third reason why I'm a part of this. And it's because I think of how much this could have helped me when I was at my worst. Yes. You know, my my uh, mental health struggle is downright pedestrian after comparing it to what Johnny just detailed. But, you know, I, I, I thankfully I was never at a point where I attempted to take my life, but I was at a point plenty of times where I would go to bed with the comforting thought of, well, maybe I just won't wake up. And if I don't wake up, then I don't have to worry about any of this. And it was the comfort I would get from that that would allow me to go to bed. So I've, I've certainly been in a bad place before. Now, for me, what what woke me up, even after I you know, uh, got free from drug addiction, or at least I thought I got free from addictive thoughts, I, I got free from the use part of it, but I was still very much thinking as an addict. Um, even after I got free from that, even after, you know, having uh, getting a successful business and, and on paper, everything looking right. I got a great wife, kind of, very similar to Johnny. You know, Johnny's got Sia and I, I you know, I have Tasha. And everything seems OK, but I was falling apart. Now, for me, it took being diagnosed with MS and being forced to look at uh, take a radical uh, transformative approach to every aspect mm -hmm. of my health, including my mental health, that that was what set the journey for me. But what if many years prior to that, when I was saying to myself, well, no one else understands what I'm going through. No one else knows what it's like for people not to realize just how messed up you are and think, well, everything looks okay on the outside, so you must be fine. What if instead there had been something like White Flag or White right. Flag itself for me to be able to reach out to other people and find out that, no, not only am I not alone, but there are actual words for what it is that, I, you know, descriptions of this. And, and these are different ways that you can address this. And here's what I'm doing to, to help with this. And, and, and even just someone saying, I'm here for you. You're not alone. I've been there. You can get through this. That alone and to know that there are already 110,000 and counting users who a million times have experienced that. You know, the metrics are great for, you know, investors and the metrics are great for, you know, charting the the in, the, uh, the 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 rise of white flag. But if you break that down, that's a million times that people were able to say, OK, I can make it today. Yes, yeah. I can make it to next week. I can make it to next month, next year, whatever. I can get through this. Um, and that's an incredibly powerful thing, especially when we know I think it was and I, I may be misquoting this. But the for the average person that's suffering through a mental health crisis that can result in suicide, it is roughly about three and a half minutes that they experience the most acute part of that where the danger of them harming themselves is at its highest. And if you can get them through that first three and a half minutes, the risk of them actually moving forward on those ideations goes down precipitously. And if you can make it go past even 10, 15, 20 minutes, you've pretty much you're out of the woods, at least for that moment. That's a million times. Many of those million times were a time that someone was in that three and a half minute window and was able to get out of it and was able to see another day and they're still still here with us now. So it is just it is absolutely incredible what happens when you tell someone not only can this get better but you have way much more power at your fingertips than you knew and there are people who are going through this too and together we're going to be able to get out of this and that's what white flag represents. Oh man and and liberty movement. Here here and and that Johnny you took the words of my mouth because this speaks to not just why this is so popular right now and why you're seeing this go viral, but Johnny, I think something you mentioned earlier, it's frankly why you got such pushback, right? Because yeah. Yeah. you're now taking <laughs> away the power, 
you're taking away the control and frankly, you're taking away the monopoly on dealing with mental health issues through this traditional big pharma or big medicine approach. And and yep. what we've seen, and if goodness, if the past three years have not taught us anything, is that our public health officials aren't necessarily focused on public health. So how do we actually address public health? How do we address mental health? And and it's through the, the styles and the approaches that Johnny, you and your team at White Flag are taking, that Spike, you and the team are taking at You Are the Power. This is how we yep. actually make changes is by more or less, I don't want to say just you know flipping the bird to the system, but creating the solutions that are actually addressing the problems we identify, bringing them forward, and instead of asking for permission, we might, oh, are we going to ask for forgiveness? I don't think so, because we're actually solving problems here, right? And that's what We're saying matters. you're welcome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Channel your inner Michael Malice. Yeah, no, and it, it's so true, you know, but if I wasn't a liability lawyer, right, everybody's like, so what are you, why are you the founder of this company? It's not just because I went through it and understood what was needed out there and I had the I had the means to start, you know, developments very very expensive. But yeah. it's because I understand liability and I understand um I understand peer support in a level um you know, having gone through it created peer support groups in a level that you can't learn in a book. And yep. yeah, it does sound like oh my god, are you just going to let people who are like you know, hurting or whatever, talk to each other. <laughs> well, what do you think AA and NA is and all this other stuff? But yeah. the reality of the situation is, I mean, we I'll be honest with y'all, it's 2023 and we are the only platform that doesn't require you to train and go over script before you talk to somebody. Now imagine that a veteran gets on a other peer support app and they're like, and he's like, listen, I just want to talk to people. I just want to help out. Cause that's what we have too. You have the ability to either get support or give support on our app. Give support. You get yeah. on there and yeah, just start huge. immediately talking to somebody and learning more about you and them. And you know, it's like teaching, you learn it more while you're teaching it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, uh, you know, uh, just imagine, uh, uh, just imagine if a veteran who comes back from Iraq gets on an app like some of our competitors and they're like, well, before you're able to help people, here's sort of our curriculum. Here's how training here's how program to open yeah. conversation. Here's how to, here's what to say <laughs> if they say this. Now imagine if you're talking to multiple supporters and they're all saying the same thing, you know, how un- inauthentic that is authenticity and being real. Be, yep. Letting people be real yes. is the only way out of this situation because people aren't going to talk openly if they feel like they're being monitored, if they feel like that uh, keywords are going to you know, be sent out to some place and that somebody's going to kick their door and take them away for three days. Mandatory reporters and all that. Yep. Therapist yep. is a mandatory reporter for me. I yep. was in therapy and all of my therapy notes were being shown openly in court because of my case and my PTSD was being challenged. So, yeah, it's an instant and anonymous way for you to say the stuff that you never thought that you could possibly say or for you to be there for somebody else and sort of just be a listener and say, listen, you know, no judgment. My daughter's going through it. No judgment. I got nothing else to do. I'm retired. No judgment. I'm just here to listen. I believe in the fight. And I mean, we have just as many people who sign up just to help and listen and support as we do people who are getting on there to actually get you know, the, the, the healing medication that's, that's comes out of individuals during peer support connection. Well, and we and have, I've other, actually, ahead, well, no, I was just going to say, so some of the people who, you know, that have downloaded the app based on, you know, my posts that I put out there about it have reported back to me that not only have they used it to be helped and to help people, but that they got help from helping people yeah. in, in two main ways. The first thing was they would find that what they were saying to other people, they'd go, you know what? Maybe if I took that advice myself, that might be helpful too. The other thing that happens is a lot of them go in saying, man, that one of the biggest things that so many people, especially millennials and Gen Z people are experiencing is a feeling of just no fulfillment whatsoever, Mm -hmm. a feeling of absolute purposeless purposelessness. Why am I here? Well, at least for this moment, you're here working someone through, walking someone through one of the worst moments of their life. And you're part of the reason that they're going to survive it. It talk feels, about purpose. Feels unbelievable. You can be a hero. Talk right about now. fulfillment. You can be a hero 24 hours a day. And if you go, yep. I'm not just saying this, go look at our reviews. We don't put reviews out there. There's 290 yep. reviews on there, almost 300. And one of my favorites was done last year before we really turned up, you know, all of the features and everything. And it says, and you'll see it in the app store. You have no idea what this app has done for me. 
dot, dot, dot. It's the reason I'm still here. Yep. You can be the reason somebody's still there. That's not me. I didn't support that guy. I didn't help him out. Yep. Yep. That's you. That's you. Tonight, you can get on there and just, you know, have a conversation with individuals and, and learn about yourself and feel fulfilled, as Spike said. And, and the truth is hurting people, people who are hurting, hurt other people. Yes. But yep. people who are healing, heal other people. So no matter where you are on your journey, if you're feeling good and you're okay and you've experienced something, you can truly offer somebody something so special that we can't even, I mean, Spike and I can't even really describe what happens. Yeah. You, yep. you know, when people are connected, it's a, it's a physiological and chemical reaction in the brain and the body that, I mean, describe love, describe <laughs> love, you know, how can you describe love? Oh, right. it's this feeling you get when you see somebody, blah, blah, blah. But what is it? It sounds like, it sounds like <laughs> bullshit. Yep. Describe the feeling you get when you pull some, I mean, it's, it's otherworldly. It's why we're yeah. here. It's what it's it's the purpose of hum, humankind is to be there for each other and use what we've gone through and what other people are going through to build each other up and figure this thing out and figure out a way out. Because I mean, it is, you know, my generalized anxiety disorder was because I'm right. I know how painful it is out here. I know how scary it is. I know that you can be arrested and your whole life turned over like that yeah. for not doing yeah. anything yeah. but the right thing. I was literally questioning the police as to why they were abusing my friend. I should have been given like a pat on the back. Instead, it almost ruined my life. And people were always, in my, where I'm from, how dare you challenge the police? Yep. And that just made it even worse. But now that I'm on white flag, you it's the first time that I ever talked to somebody else who got falsely arrested and had something happen to them in jail. I've talked yep. to several in my career who've been falsely arrested. And I'm like, well, what was jail? I got out in the first blah, blah, blah. I talked to somebody else who was raped while he was being falsely arrested. And you think that guy could talk to anybody but me about that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I uh I don't think it's a secret for the audience here that's listening. I, I used to be a, a big guy. I was three hundred and eighty five pounds. And I felt more often than not that I was trapped inside that body. And there was nobody at school. I could talk to. There's no family yeah. I could talk to because right. yep. how how yep. is a, a yep. you know a 120 pound person going to be able to relate to me? That's how I felt, right? But yeah. to your point, Johnny and Spike, if if I had had resources where I I could have put myself behind the veil, right, and then reach out to somebody who not only knew what I was experiencing, but they themselves yeah. likely experienced it firsthand. I mean, that would have given me so much more um so much more help. And, and you know, it's funny. So peace. Yeah, and I'm thinking back, like, how did I actually, like, come to a feeling of, like, I'm taking a step forward mentally, and it was actually, I used to sing in, in like, the choir, uh, choirs and choruses a lot for school, and I played tuba, and uh, I came across this one guy who also played tuba and also was a singer, and we were next to each other in the in the chorus, and he was, like, a six foot three, 340-pound guy, I was a six foot right. five, 380-pound uh, guy, so, like, we naturally hit it off. Your support. And, and and that's literally what happened. So here, fast forward, <laughs> right? Five years, I lo end up losing around 180 pounds of fat. And then I'm posting my story on social media only to get him messaging me in my Facebook uh, notification saying, you've inspired me to start doing some stuff differently. Fast forward a year and a half for him. He's down 100 pounds. And now he's got a wife and he's, I think they're expecting their first kid. And like, for me, looking back at that now, I get it, right? I see that yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't his doctor telling him, you know, hey, you're high blood pressure. I mean, yeah, my doctor used to tell nope. me that and it scared the shit out of me, but did it actually make me change? No, but when I yeah, started nope. talking nope. to someone who was going through <laughs> what I was going through, it's like, oh, yep. I'm not crazy. Oh, this is something that impacts other people. And guess what? We can talk about it and get better from it. Like that, that for me, I think, and this is gonna be probably for anybody else that's looking at the white flag app, that is the answer, is to be able to know yep. not only that you can talk about these issues, but if you experience these issues, you can help other people and you don't have to go through, you know, I was going to joke, like, yeah, you hear other libertarian podcasts that are sponsored by BetterHelp. I, no, no more BetterHelp. Go to White Flag. White Flag is truly the, the the true democratized, decentralized approach to dealing with these issues. We're getting rid of the gatekeepers. We're getting rid of the the, the you know three by five allowable opinion uh, card there that Tom Woods always talks about. We're we're focusing on yeah. what actually works. And uh, as how about this? As we go towards the tail end of the episode, guys, um, jump ball for final thoughts as we kind of like go through. Because I know how about this? Actually, I lied. Spike, I'm going to start with you because you guys are doing amazing stuff in the campaign right now, helping raise some funds for, for White Flag. 
And you, you're obviously not just uh, invested in terms of what the solution actually comes from white flag, but I think you're invested otherwise as well. Talk to us, Spike, about not just uh, how other folks can get involved with white flag, but financially as, uh, on that end as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, White Flag is not just an incredible resource and, and really a movement towards better mental health. Uh, it's also a for-profit company. This startup app has a has a, a game plan for actually becoming something that won't just profit us mentally and in our mental health, but can do so also financially as well. Uh, and so uh, so I am inv- I am not I'm not only a supporter and a believer, but I'm also an investor as well. Uh, and we actually have a very interesting campaign right now where we have a it's called Start Engine and it's a it's a crowdfunding campaign campaign website and uh, we already have uh, 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 quite a few investors on there already just in the in the months since we started it uh, but they have different things that different uh, thresholds that if you reach them start engine will send out an email blast to all of its users anyone on their list anyone who has ever invested in anything on start engine which right now is is right around a million to a million and a half people uh, right. we already got one of those blasts that just went out because we got a hundred individual investors hmm. but there's another one that we can reach and it doesn't cost anyone anything it costs you nothing more than about a minute of your time all you have to do is go to start com slash white flag app and follow click to follow that campaign and if we can get 2500 people to follow the campaign another email blast will go out to those million and a half people uh to get to let them know about uh white flag and how they can get how they can get involved and get invested and that can help us to you know reach even more people if you do want to invest go to that same startengine.com uh slash white flag app uh, and get invested today. Uh, and I, I do want to speak on that very briefly because um, the number one and most important thing is the is you know what this can do for mental health. But let's talk numbers here. I'm the Jew in the panel, so I'll talk money. <laughs> let's talk money for a second. White Flag currently has a 25. It's operating based on a 25 million dollar valuation, meaning that it has been independently evaluated to be worth 25 million dollars. That's with 100,000 users and zero monetization. Hmm zero ads. They have given it a $25 million uh, valuation based on receiving zero revenue. So let's just, even before you get into the revenue aspect of it, think of just the sheer number of people in the US alone. Forget other English speaking countries, forget the entire rest of the developed world or anywhere that has an internet connection. Just think of the sheer number of people who have mental health, that are battling mental health issues right now, just in the United States. It's a lot more than 100,000. So just taking million. a straight line approach, what's that? 53 million. At ease, and that's, again, those are who admit to it. Right. And yes. the whole reason Time that goes. white flag is so effective is because people don't want to admit to things. Yep, right. So it, it, right off the bat. So, um, but let's even go 53 million. Let's even go 1 million. Yeah. 1 million turns a $25 million valuation into a $250 million valuation, which wow. means if you invested the 250 minimum, that becomes 2,500. $10 million becomes a $2.5 billion valuation, which means a $250 investment becomes a $25,000 investment. And once you start looking at actual revenue potential with advertising and things like that, it's not hard to see how this can be an incredible thing. This could be the the uh, the X or Facebook or Google of mental health. It's already right. positioning itself as that. But if you say, hey, you know what? That sounds great, but I don't have 250 to drop like that, but I do want to help this. You can still help. If you go to startengine.com slash white flag app and just click follow, it'll have you, you can sign up with your Google account to, uh, to you know, be able to follow it. This will take you all of like 40, 50 seconds, something like that. And if you click follow, if we can get 2,500 follows, Another email blast will go out. That'll help us to get even more investors. And so that can be a way that you can help without having to spend a penny. But if you've got 250 bucks, you want to, you, you know, you want to take the same uh, bet I have and many others have, have taken that this is going to be worth a lot more than that 250 bucks is worth, then you can do that as well. But it's both at startengine.com slash white flag app. Spike Cohen, See, thank you for that. Spike's, Johnny, Spike's um, great at this. Yeah, oh, Spike's always great at that. Come on, he's, he's America's Jew and he's also our, our BFF. So, uh, Spike, yes. thank you for that. Johnny, um, what we like to do here on the episode is we do a little segment called Final Thoughts. Uh, I would love for you if you could, you know, just paint a nice picture, tie a nice yeah. bow here for today's episode. Uh, obviously, the call yeah. to action for folks, please go support White Flag App, go download White Flag App, sign yep. up for White Flag App if you're having issues, if you've had issues. 
I, I think it's a no-brainer at this point. That's kind of my call to action, and frankly, yeah. I, I think you guys have done an amazing job uh, articulating the importance of this. So I'll, I'll say that's my final thoughts for today. Johnny, if you would do us a favor, uh, bring us yeah, on out here. You know, what, where, where where do you think folks need to leave today's episode? So the reason that we opened the campaign up on Start Engine is because I found out that the only people who can invest in a company like ours are called accredited angels. That mm-hmm. means people with a million bucks or more, and I wasn't yeah. having that. You know, I was on the Pell Grant in college, meaning I was below the poverty line. I never knew that there were startups and investments out there. And so we raised two and a half million bucks from just my um, network of friends, not family, friends, doctors, you know, physicians, therapists, you know, uh, business leaders and financial experts in Myrtle Beach. And then I was like, well, we got to let the people who are creating this magic, the ones who are using the app, regular common folks who are struggling. Right. you know, helping people, we got to open this up. And the only way that you can do that, according to the SEC, is to open up on a crowdfunding. So that's the yep. reason that we opened up on Start Engine was because, I mean, we need the people who are creating the magic to feel a part of this and take the whole journey. Spike speaks openly about how much the company's going to be worth and where it's headed right now. And I'm a little bit more shy about that because, to be honest with you, we're doing such great stuff. Like, I it's almost as if like you're not supposed to talk about the other side of it, but you know, the reality of the situation is, you know, that's how you reach the rest of the world. And if you look at our reviews, people are reaching out from China and from Japan and from Australia and South America. We just opened up in Canada. I mean, the demand is, 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 is worldwide. And, and the reason that we open up on start engines is the same reason that we created the app. We don't need other individuals telling us how to help each other. We don't need to be taught. We don't need to be certified. We don't need to have to go and pay somebody to, you know, give us a certification and say, you can now, you're officially now to help people. Where did that start? Where did that come from? How did we get so far away from just walking to our neighbor's house and saying, I, you know, I saw that you, you, you need some support. I'm here for you. Now it's gotten to the point, well, maybe you should Google how to support them before you go over there. And that's not the reality of humanity. Yes. What, what's needed to pull us out of this darkness, this, this human wide depression is within each other. And the only way that you can create that gold that that's within you is to experience something and go through it. You can't learn it in a book. You can't learn it by, you know, hearing something from a third person. It's just something that you recognize in somebody else. And all we do is bottle that magic on white flag. That's it. I mean, we can't even really describe what happens when two people connect and, and talk about things that they've never, ever imagined that they could actually express, like a mother going through postpartum who wants to kill her baby because she's going through a depressive, psychiatric, natural chemical response after giving birth. Imagine how alone she feels when she could just yeah. talk to another mom and say, I had that thought too. Mm-hmm. I had that thought too, and it will give her momentary peace to overcome that that time period that she's in where she's suffering so much. And if you guys want to support the liberty, the reason that I love Spike and this movement, and you know, being on podcasts like this is because this is your app. You guys who are listening, you guys who follow Brian Nichols and Spike Cohen, this company was built for you and your belief system that it's within us. And we don't need anybody else to tell us how to take care of each other. So if you believe that, go to Start Engine, put your money into the in, into the company. I tried to get it lower than 250 as the minimum investment. That's as low as they would allow us to go. <laughs> um, and you know, take the financial journey with us. Follow us on social media. You know, we want awards for our social media because we're real, just like our connections. We're authentic. We talk about real shit that is actually going on in people's lives, and it will always be that way always be that way and so if you want to be a part of something that's natural if you want to be a part of something that's new if you want to be a part of something that is taking something that is that is centuries old which is to be there for each other and then bottle it up in a safe environment that's free and anonymous and online then white flag is the best place for you to go so thank you guys for supporting us i'm so grateful for spike cohen it's not just him i mean we have other High-profile people like a safety from the yeah. Denver Broncos, Nate Boyer's probably that. The most high. Nate Boyer's the most high-profile veteran in America. Uh, you know, he did several tours: Green Beret, NFL actor, philanthropist. He's our chief of veteran affairs. I mean, this movement is only continuing to build and grow and grow and grow, and it's because we are taking a old approach and doing something completely new with it. And so, 
Um, yeah, I mean, join us on Start Engine. The campaign's only going to be available for another 30 days for you to get in and, and you know make a monetary contribution and take the financial ride with us. I was looking at an ad, uh, yeah, a, a, a photo earlier today that I saw on an ad, and it said, if you invested 1000 when these were startups, you would have made $3 million Airbnb, 148000 Uber, 232000 Tesla. And that's just investing $1,000 early. And like Spike said, I mean, you know, it, it's just about as, as many people as we can get on the app and if they're using yep. it. That's all that matters in the in the financial game. And so we've seen unbelievable. We've seen numbers that rival Twitter in its first two years. Wow. Uh, and that I'm being dead serious about that. And we've been adding downloads and users for free because mental health advocates and mental health influencers are making TikTok videos and saying, I, you need this, I need it. We're not yep, telling yep. them what to say and how to say it. I mean, this thing has only just begun and I'm honored to be leading it. And I'm honored to have been the person who was selected by whoever's out there, you know, contributing to fate. Um, and I, you know, I vow to never use your information, your data, your privacy rights uh, against you in a nefarious way, as you'll see in our terms and conditions. I'm a civil rights yep. lawyer. Um, in my bones, I will always fight for you. I will always be there for the little guy. And you can trust me if you want to come and join us with White Flag. Johnny McCoy, Spike Cohen, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I'm in. 250 bucks, I'm in. Uh, I'm going to go ahead after we're done today. I'm signing up. Spike, awesome. I, see your, I, saw you. your, I saw the, the finger. Yeah. What's up? I just I just want to add uh, the the obligatory disclaimer. Nothing that has been on this episode should be taken as financial advice. Uh, neither I, Brian, nor Johnny are licensed uh, uh, financial experts. I am merely a Jew on the internet. I can see how that could be confusing, but we are not we are not financial advisors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future profits, and uh, there are other parts I'm forgetting right now. But the bottom line is, we're not financial advisors. We can't predict the future. We just strongly believe in this company, and we hope you do too. Here, here. Spike Cohen, Johnny McCoy, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And folks, if you got some value, I know you did. You got some value from today's episode. Number one, obviously, go ahead and give today's episode a share. This episode is going to hit and resonate with so many people. I'm getting chills just even saying it out loud. I know that there are people out there who are suffering in silence. And we need to have a real conversation about mental health here in, in our, our country and frankly, in our world. And uh, I think this is a great first step, at least for us to, uh, to have that conversation, albeit behind a veil. But it, this is the way that we we start having real real results to help uh, real problems that real people are facing. So gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And folks, beyond giving uh, today's episode a share, you know where you can go ahead and support the show. Uh, you can go ahead at briannicholshow.com. We have our morning sales huddle every week. Yours truly in your inbox. And by the way, if you want to go ahead and find all 775 other episodes of the show uh, all over at briannicholshow.com. Also, video and audio versions, video, YouTube, Rumble, x.com, as well as Sovereign, S-O-V, R-E-N, that's Ben Swan's entity, which, by the way, if you're joining us today on Sovereign, congratulations, you're seeing today's episode before anybody else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. And then as an audio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, wherever it is you get your podcast, just do yourself a favor. Hit download all unplayed episodes. Start from episode one. Spike's been on the show like 40 times. Go ahead, listen to all the great <laughs> conversations. Either way, I guarantee they will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. That's all we have for you. That being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Johnny McCoy and Spike Cohen. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.